I'm Martin Hill. I'm the senior tutor for the Level 7 qualification that British School of Coaching does, and I'm also facilitating the conference today. Can you explain the theme for the event? The theme for the event is what works, and it's about what works in coaching, and the reason for picking that is a lot of the time with the qualification, people focus on the qualification, whereas this is about theory and practice and an opportunity with the network to share ideas and share learning. So it's that really what's going to make a difference. What has the conference covered? So the conference is covering a number of things. We're covering spotting mental health what issues with clients and when to refer people on, how we can look at things to assist them with that. We're looking at how to manage an internal coaching programme, how to pick an executive coach, tools and tips for coaches, HR and coaching. We've also got supervision. Those are just some of the strands that we're covering. So you'll see again, there's quite a focus on the practicalities really. Tell me about the supervision offer. We're launching a supervision offer. It'll be led by faculty members who are experienced supervisors, and it's going to be group supervision through Skype. Um, we'll be launching that today, and there will be a discount for conference members to sign up to that. But we're looking at a cost-effective way of creating a networking event, but linking into a supervisor to have the benefits of group supervision facilitated by a supervisor as well. BSC work in a variety of countries. What do you have to do as coach to make coaching effective with diversity? I think as a coach you've really got to be open and non-judgmental but also adaptable. But just the fact that there's a difference, people still have got strengths and abilities and it's about trying to find thing that happens and trying to find that commonality. And it may well be you have to find different ways of communicating. So for example, body language might change. So someone shakes the head. We think that means no, but it means yes. So it's, it's like checking things out to make sure that you understand, but are also understood. And I'm sure you've had the experience, you know, from your day-to-day life of people making assumptions and presumptions rather than actually getting to know you and getting to find out how you operate, what qualities that you have. And it's those same things that apply, I think, to different countries. And I think the power in it is if you're an, an outsider it makes you see things through a different lens that we're quite quite comfortable operating in an environment we know. But if you're a fish out of water, if you're the odd one out, I think it's really powerful to help you sort of put yourself in someone else's shoes who may be going through that experience on a day-to-day basis. Can you tell me about the BSC network events? BSC network events operate roughly three to four monthly and we have... Every Saturday, on a quarterly basis, we have an event, one in the Northwest, one in London. The morning is consists of speakers giving practical tips, sharing experiences again, that focus on networking and sharing ideas. In the afternoon, there is then the offer of group supervision sessions as well. So it's part of that 
support, but also part of that family sort of feel that the networks have created. What makes supervision important? I think what makes supervision important is we're really good at telling people when things don't go well. Sometimes if you're starting off something for the first time, you need to know that what you've done is right. So it's that reassurance that what you've done is was fine. Because that little voice inside you, that doubt that's going round, you need to quieten that. And that's what supervision can do. So it's important because it sort of helps put things in balance. It can also help point you to new learning that you may be unaware of. But also coaching can sometimes be quite emotional. You might have an emotional event with a client or you may not have realised that you've been caught up in that. So it's a good way as well to discuss that with someone and, and put that to bed, so to speak. BSC's three R's of rigor, reputation and recognition. Can you explain why these are important? I think that's about being effective. So I think for me that is what makes coaching work. That rigor is, there's a substance, there's a quality to what you're delivering that you you care about it. So think about how you've manufactured the mugs for this conference. You were all focused on making sure those mugs were all perfect and you were scrutinizing each mug. So that's what I mean by rigor. So that meant the product was accepted rather than being rejected. So that leads into reputation because if you'd sent that through and it was all wonky or it was that stuff there, it's going to have an effect on how people are going to view you and your organisation. The fact that they look so good as they do means you've then got that recognition. So it's that sort of perfect circle that's going round. So that's why it's important for us as a coach and the way you've done that mug preparation shows how it's important for every organisation. So those three R's can be critical to everything. Thanks, Martin. Thank you, Martin. Thank you. Hello, my name is Craig. I'm part of the Bush Pod team. I'm here interviewing a lady. Would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yes, of course. I'm uh, Nikki Curtis. I'm a GP by background, but I'm also training as a coach. Um, and I do a lot of um, mindfulness and, um, and general coaching around health and well-being. How could you notice that a client is struggling with their mental health? A number of different ways. What I've been saying to the coaches this morning is actually a lot of the time your gut will tell you. You will feel that there's there's some way in which this, this person in front of you is in distress. Sometimes they might be quite withdrawn or quite pessimistic or, or be quite hopeless with their ideas about the future. But actually they can compensate so they may be larger than life and and over sort of um, engaged and things as well so it's really looking for how congruent how they're being how their manner is with what they're saying and then if you have any any doubts or worries at all asking them asking them if they're struggling how can you support a client's mental health I think the the first way is by recognizing if there are any problems to all of those things that I've just mentioned and by asking about it gently, openly, honestly, and providing that that safe space where where they feel they can they can trust you and they can talk to you. 
And then we went through this morning some ways of sort of gauging how severe their, their issues were and how much they were affecting their lives. And dependent on that, you know, whether it is something that just needs a little bit of support from you, some ongoing coaching, or whether it's um, worth referring them to their GP or to their practice, one of the other healthcare professionals in their practice. Um, but it's also important to look at their friends and family around them and what support they have there and how they could potentially get more support from them to explore new avenues. Um, and then there's numerous different online resources and apps and books and self-help things as well, um, as well as helpline phone numbers like the Samaritans um, and victim support and other things. There's lots and lots. So it's kind of having an idea of a few that you can signpost your clients to, but also remembering that their, their, their local surgery will have a really good idea of what's available locally as well. Thank you, Nikki. Pleasure. Hi, my name's Adam. Could you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Alison. I'm the Chief Executive of Citizens Advice Gateshead. It's very nice to meet you, Adam. What tips would you give a coach on winning business? I think it's very important for a coach to think carefully about how they want the world to see them and in particular how they position themselves on social media so I'd be asking them to think carefully about what their profile their social media profile says about them as a person yeah. about the image that they present so the photograph that they use um, they should be writing content which is interesting and stimulating and which encourages people to engage with them um, they should think about who's in their network um, the sorts of information that they're commenting on um, and they should think about demonstrating that they've been working at an executive level over a period of time. What benefits have you gained from working with a coach? My coaching experience has been truly transformational and I've gained lots and lots of things from it. But the top three things would be helping me to focus on the big stuff, not on the minutiae, because I have a terrible habit of wanting to get involved in the nitty gritty of the work. Um, the other thing is personal resilience, so my ability to be able to respond calmly and positively to stress-provoking situations has improved but overall my self-belief in my capabilities and my strengths has really um, been boosted through working with a coach. Thank you. Thank you Adam. My name's Lewis, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi Lewis, I'm Lynn, Lynn Delaney and I'm a senior tutor at BSC and I'm also a HR professional. How would HR professionals benefit from developing their coaching skills? Oh, very much. We're expected, as a HR professional, we're expected to give advice all the time, give advice to managers, give advice to, to staff. And it's quite nice, actually, if we can do use a coaching approach. So instead of actually giving managers solutions, we get them to think of their own solutions. So if a manager says, how do I do this? You can ask that question, well, what is it you've done previously that can help you to do it this time? So you can ask different questions and get them to think about what they want to do. If a HR professional wanted to train to be a coach, what should they do? Right, if a HR professional wants to be a coach, then I suggest that they actually would get in touch with somebody like the British School of Coaching, find out a little bit more about what coaching is, 
how that relates to the job they're doing, which is very much so that it would relate to the job they're doing. Think about how they could use it, first of all, and what their own, own objective is to actually doing coaching. And in the main, it is actually to support people in their development, support people with where they want to move to, move on to. Uh, or it could even be, you know, complete career change. So I would say that to actually contact somebody who's running a course similar to what British School of Coaching are running. Thank you. What are new coaching tools and recent developments? So um, it's a good question because in terms of what's new, there's not a lot of new. It's sort of practically reinventing the wheel a lot of the time. So this afternoon, I think the tools we talked about was one called SOAR, which is Strengths, Opportunities, Aspirations and Results, which is a variation on a SWOT analysis. And we also looked about creating a poster, so how people can sort of visualise what their actions are going to be, what words, what symbols reflect what's going on. So getting people using tools to think differently, to think out of the box, but equally sometimes being comfortable not using a tool. What do you do to keep your coaching skills up to date? I do a lot of reading looking at the internet. My wife thinks I'm going to fare with Amazon, they come that often. Um, it's, it's looking for opportunities in, in whatever field they come. So going to a nephew's birthday party, seeing paper plates, thinking oh, I can use that paper plate to do something. So it's, it's like sometimes thinking completely out of the blocks. A lot of reading, a lot of reflection so i might not be doing coaching but what i'm actually doing could transfer across so it's that open-mindedness that helps me keep up to date coupled with supervision coupled with attending bsc networks thank you martin that's all thanks lewis hello my name's ben what's your name my name's sheila o'leary uh, what is career coaching what's career coaching yeah. So uh, career coaching is very similar to other coaching, except that there's an emphasis on uh, careers and uh, people will often come and want to explore what their career options are, what problems they're having with their career. Um, and so uh, some people specialize in career coaching or they will use a range of tools and techniques for career coaching in coaching in general. When would someone work with career coaching? So we, we have a, a range of people who you would work with. Um, it could be uh, young people who uh, don't know what their future career is. It could be somebody who um, is facing a problem at work, or it could be somebody who wants to change their career um, or move to uh, another career. Tell us about your BSc Career Coaching ENDS programme. So the Career Coaching programme is a two-day endorsed programme um, and it provides you with the skills, tools and techniques uh, to um, use in coaching. So it builds on your existing skills as a coach. Thank you very much. Thank you.